Welcome to the Traveling Comadres. Today, our guest is a perfect example of impeccable fusion of different genres, creating a whole new colorful form of music. Her genre is called Louisiana Latin Soul. It is uplifting, danceable grooves with flavors and spices and world rhythms. Acompáñanos so you can hear how Nashville has rooted Alice in Brazil to the woman she is today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. We're excited. With all this new stuff that you're doing, I love it. Your art form and this music, and it's so colorful. How is it that you got into it? You know, I have a very favorite. Well, first of all, thank you because colorful is an amazing adjective to describe. Like that, if I had to imagine what somebody would call it um, or describe it as, I'd be like, yeah, colorful. I'll take colorful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I have, there's a saying that I really, really love, um, and it applies to so many things for me. And it's the from the poet Antonio Machado. And he says, um, you know, caminante no hay camino, se hace el camino al andar. Golpe a golpe, verso a verso. O verso a verso, golpe a golpe. Oh, wow. And I just think that if I keep going, I find the things that really, like just one step at a time, like pasito pasito, I find the things that really call me. And then um, the more I travel that way, the more I create things that are, you know, that I'm proud of and that are colorful and that are different because they they call, that's the road I'm heading down. So they, you know, they may down one. That's beautiful. It kind of like unfolds. So your own personal philosophy is put in into your music at the same time. Yeah, unfolds. Good. That was good. I love that. I love it. <laughs> Are there any common misconceptions in your field, Allie? Um, I think that there's a lot of misconceptions. I think there's a lot of stereotypes about um, musicians and, you know, they're moody and moochers and not reliable. <laughs> um, <laughs> or like maybe you know really introverted or emotive emo and or the opposite like i'm just in it for the show and i just want to be you know the next can say you know bring yeah, or whatever and i think that musicians and artists in general get a bad rep a lot where people don't really think that you can do that legitimately in a way that's hard work um and so the misconceptions are just like it's easy for you you're talented oh wow um or you you know you should get paid x amount because you're just working for an hour and a half <laughs> frustrating they don't realize all the work you have to put in before that for that one hour exactly and how did you develop these skills for your profession um, verso a verso, golpe a golpe, <laughs> little by little. I, I really, I've had a hard time, um, myself because the, because I am talented naturally. 
And I do, I am an improviser naturally, and I do perform under pressure really well. Oh, that's awesome. So those are really good qualities, mm -hmm. but I have succeeded because of those qualities. And they, I've also fell short um, in, in improving my skills and what I do because I haven't put in the hours that I just have not, I've had a hard time being disciplined with the hours that I need to put my, to make my art at the level that it needs to be at or my musicianship or um, just putting the time in. And I, I think that, be, you know, you know, like when you're a kid and you wait till the last minute for your science fair project and you're like, oh, <laughs> yep. I waited till the last minute. <laughs> I was the kid who waited till the last minute and rallied, stayed up all night. Um, you know, was it was just like this last. It was like um, this last push to get it done, bring it in the next day, and I made an A. That was me. It sounds like so. It sounds so pretentious to say that, but it's just the truth. Like that's how my whole life was. So that reinforced. It just reinforced so many behaviors of just like, ah, at the last minute, I'll probably be able to do it anyway. <laughs> and it, it also reinforced like a perfectionist. I think that I swing on the other side of perfectionism. So I battle with perfectionism, but it took me a long time to realize that, um, that I did because usually I'm just like, yeah, that was pretty good for doing it in one day. Like <laughs> I can only be proud of that. And actually the reason why i waited till the really last minute or the last day is because i just felt like how am i going to make it perfect how am i going to make it perfect mm. what am i going to do like how am i going to get it to the level that i need to and you can excuse perfection if you did well that was pretty good for 30 minutes like i can't believe i pulled that off <laughs> but if you really put in the time that you're supposed to and then you also don't succeed there's nothing to fall back on except that you just didn't succeed you like you just didn't have what it took and so i think because i'm really good at landing on my feet and i'm an improver and i i just i have a lot of those skills which i'm very thankful for um but i think it took me a long time to identify what was really going on in the inside and that has cost me where I should be on the violin, the daily discipline practices that I need in order to succeed, where I should be, um, you know, songwriting wise or um, not should, because we all, it should's tricky, but where I would like to be, um, it, I need to put those hours in, in order to get to that place. There's just no shortcut to it. And I think that that, I didn't know that until later in my old age, in my wise old age. Oh. <laughs> Your age is just a number. That looks so beautifully young, so don't worry about that. And you're just getting started on all of this. But yeah. I, I love that you said that about how you have this perfectionist, you know, part of you, and that holds you back. But yet at the same time, you produce these amazing products every single time. So I just find that amazing. Well, I appreciate that. I. I think it held me back a long time. So it's, I'm starting because, you know, because I can identify it now, now I can, because I can identify it, now I can push through and be like, you know what, it doesn't matter if I work on it for a whole week, solid, or if I work on it for one day, it's not gonna be perfect. 
and it, you just have to let that go. And then I can start creating more. Like I can do what I really want to do and what's inside of me to create because I can let go of that unnamed. It was just an unnamed thing looming over me for a really long time. So now I can, I, I feel much more capable of creating and producing and, you know, releasing into the world creative pieces of music. I love it. Well, I'm kind of curious, um, this art form, everything that you're doing, um, has it influenced you from who you were before? Like you were talking about all these different types of artists or stereotypes of artists, but I really think artists are so multidimensional yeah. at times. And so how do you think this has influenced you? What I've learned is those deep things that unless you're probing, you don't learn. So I think you can learn them whether you're doing, if, whether you're creating something or you're working or you're, you know, researching something or writing something or whatever you're doing, um, or just, you know, going to work every day. If you're taking the time to reflect and to confront yourself, then you're gonna evolve and like adjust your value system adjust your metric for judging um, how you're doing. Um, if I decide to measure my success by being um, a multi-million dollar, uh, multi-platinum pop star, then I'm gonna have a lot of like really rough, <laughs> rude awakenings. <laughs> if, I, if that's what I'm judging my success and if that's the metric by which I'm judging myself of where I'm at. But if I, if I choose the metric of like being vulnerable and listening to myself and doing things like writing things that I enjoy, that I think are truthful, insightful, or that are fun, they, they line up with my value system, um, diverse, colorful, um, multi, you know, multifacetica, just like, if I align what I'm doing with those values, then as I'm doing them, I'm gonna feel successful because that's the metric which was with which I'm judging myself, you know? So I think I was scared for a long time and that kept me back. So also recognizing that, you know, of what, I, I also succumbed to the beliefs of what a musician was as well like it was just something that I was never willing to do like I came to Nashville with a band and um, we cut an album and we were going to tour the band and or to the out tour the album and all this kind of stuff and it fell apart and also I, I got my heart broken oh, for that and also for you know the first romantic relationship I ever had and I didn't have a voice to sing anymore. And I didn't, we had grown up together writing and grown up together singing. And I'd grown in music with those people and with, you know, my first love. And so then when that fell apart, it just, it took me a long time to find my voice again and to find myself. And I was scared. Like I'm not willing the starving artist with them by my side, I was willing to be somewhat of a starving artist. I mean, if you're gonna go with the stereotype, like I was like, okay, well, if that's what happens, 
you know, if we're in a van and we're traveling the country, but I'm with them, I'm okay with that. But when it was, when it was me, I wasn't okay with that. And I wasn't okay with what I thought the trade-offs had to be. So I was scared for a really long time. And even after I found my voice, I was still scared of that stereotype of what that measure of success, like, I don't know, you always need to have something to fall back on. You always need to have like, just that kind of talk that goes around um, towards musicians. I, I really, I was scared of that. And so I was just like, I'm not willing to not be able to pay my bills every month. I'm, that's something I'm not willing to do as a musician. Why did I even think that those two things went together? Like, <laughs> you know? And so I think, um, yeah, just let that fear rule me for a while. So um, I don't know. I, I think that it's molded me into something and again, unfolding as we, as we journey along. I don't even remember what your original question was. <laughs> no, I think it's beautiful because you kind of shared the personal challenges. challenges. That's what we're, that was our next question. <laughs> was there any ch uh, personal challenges that you had to overcome? And I think, you know, learning to yourself, to find yourself. And that's amazing, Allie, because seeing you on stage, like I see a fearless woman. So you sharing this, like, wow, this is like the growth. This was the root, you know? And a lot of people, a lot of times, they just see the flower blooming and they just think like, oh, there you go. That's easy. I can do that. And I guess that's a, a great way to see a, a great artist. Like if they make it look easy, they're doing their job right. Yeah. Yeah, and, and also if you happen to be like me where you can just like somehow make a flower bloom out of nothing just for like one instant, then, then you know, it's fleeting, but I'm like, oh, but look, I got this flower. And <laughs> even though there's really no root that it can hold on to, it can't last. And I think that the, I needed to really root and take root and, and find the, the, you know, where to get my nutrients and how to really branch out and, and feel strong and confident because I was able to just kind of like bloom a flower every time I got on stage, like bloom a flower, blah. but I, it wasn't sustainable. And that was because of me. Yeah. The, the, that was a personal challenge getting over that. Finding my voice again was a perfect personal challenge. Deciding realizing that I wasn't that strong woman that I even I thought that I was you know that was a that was a huge challenge oh my gosh that's a recent one and I am I mean I am strong and I was strong then but realizing where my weaknesses were and just how much I was allowing other people to mm, take advantage of those you know, weaknesses or, or really allow myself to just trade myself out, honestly. Um, not real. I just didn't see it. I never thought I've always, and nobody around me would ever think that I was nothing. I was anything but confident and independent and strong woman. And I also thought that as well. That's not like, <laughs> it's not like that was something that wasn't true. I think that it was true but also there were underlying things where I was not confident or independent or um, fearless. I was allowing those things to, to, you know, stifle the growth of the tree, 
You know, I, I, for a long time, it took a lot of self-awareness um, to figure that out. And it took another broken heart to figure that out. So life is not without, <laughs> <laughs> without the pain. <laughs> exactly. Golly, but that's so beautiful. And, um, and it's interesting because a lot of times they think musicians or, or singers is such an abstract art. Um, I was having this discussion one time where they say, you know, like an artist, the painting, you can take it home and you can always see it. Well, what does a musician do? And I think it's so much uh, more special because that memory stays with you forever. I hear you sing. I can always imagine you singing. No one can ever take away that memory from me. You yeah. know, that feeling that I have because it's not just seen or heard, it's felt at that moment. That's what I miss so much during this pandemic is live music because those moments that happen live, mm -hmm. that's that moment that nobody can take away. Like that moment, me and you are in this together at the same time, at the same place. We're doing something together, like whether we're playing together, which I love that live collaboration. Mm -hmm. um, that is just, I just feed off of that. I just love it so much. And then the interaction with the people that are there, I, I just, that moment that we share is so powerful and so special to me. I miss that so much with live music. And I do think music is powerful enough to break through, you know, you listen to an album, it breaks down, you feel that, you know, it breaks down the barriers. It doesn't have to be a live performance to to have that impact but there's something about that live moment that we share together that i really do it's such a personal connection and it's like you get to the people are more than the audience it's like a family member now you share yeah. something yeah that's beautiful it's beautiful that you create that with people like that's do y'all remember your first concert that you went to like a live concert I do. I remember my first concert. Who did you go see? I went to go see, it's kind of embarrassing. I went to go see Tommy Page. Is that his name? The one from Kids on the Block? It was, but I was a kid. So to me, that was like, I was so excited to just see him and experience it. And I think it was more being with my friend and the giggles and the, the experience of going to the concert that's awesome that i don't really remember so much the concert it was <laughs> getting ready for the concert yeah the the electricity in the moment just mm -hmm. like vibing through it's so exciting where did you go gabby what was your first concert? um interesting enough i uh, i was a mariachi nerd in my younger days well, kind of still <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh i went to go see a combined concert of rocio Durcal and lucha Villa. Wow. And so I saw the two great ladies of the moment. Wow. Uh, yeah, back then I was just like, oh, this is cool. But now I realize I'm like, wow, I saw That's those historical. two great ladies, historic ladies on the stage. So that, that kind of does give me, it kind of raised the hair on my neck when you told me that. Because it is like, you don't really know until, I don't know, we can't, it's just, that was epic. Mine is more embarrassing than yours, Linda. What was yours? Now we have to know. I, my pa my parents brought us to Ray Bolts. He's a Christian, like a very dramatic Christian singer, and it was in a stadium. I think. I mean, it oh, was wow. hardcore, and <laughs> it was so dramatic. I still loved it though. That's but awesome. It was really dramatic, and it, it's like, and they turned and saw the hammer in my hand. You know, it's like that kind of. <laughs> <sighs> I just felt it. 
yeah, you just feel everything, like all the emotions, like, ah. Um, yeah, I remember that one. But I, I do, I have a lot of concerts that really just, you know, where I looked at people on stage and was like, okay, yeah, that's where I should be. And you know, when I went later, when I was really battling that fear of being and trying to find my voice and like, just during that battle, if I went to a concert, I was so judgmental to people on the stage. Interesting. Because I wasn't doing it myself. Like I was not listening to what I should be doing. And so as, so it was, it was more about me than it was about them. It's like, what? That person cannot sing. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. They should not be on that stage. I could do that so much better. Listen to that. Uh-uh. They shouldn't have done that note. Wow, that so bad. I love it. Like I was really judgmental or like, why are they the coolest thing right now? Like I could play that in my sleep, you know? <laughs> and where did I I'm just sitting in the audience being so judgmental. But the reason, you know, now I can look back and the reason is because why was I so I was really jealous, I guess. It was a weird side like a sideline of jealousy. And the fact I wasn't like, I was inquieta mm -hmm. with myself. What is inquieta in English? It means like you were kind of like, not nervous, kind of like, could it be still? Yeah, like unsettled. Yes. Like I was just unsettled in myself. Like Allison, you know, you should really be practicing and, and getting yourself, you should be putting yourself out there. You should be doing those are the, that's where you need to be working towards and you're not doing it. So you're just going to sit back and judge everybody that gets on stage. Like, oh. <laughs> it's funny, those enlightening moments of contrast though, that we all encounter. And so that helps us like, okay, you're uncomfortable. That's because you're supposed to be somewhere else. Let's go. Ooh, I love that. Enlightening <laughs> moments of contrast. Oh, Gabby, you need to write that down. <laughs> I know she always comes with these inspiring <laughs> moments of contrast. Oh, I love it. We all are the inspiration of my <laughs> philosophy here. So, with, so you were talking about all these artists, but um, so what are the artists that you do admire? Who were your influences when throughout your life? Well, I I, I wanted to be a power ballad singer. For a really long time i've had so i have so many my influences are all over the place. i love it let's hear it let's hear it i love because it because it's pretty much anybody that's doing anything great i love them and i think that they're like like people make fun of me um my boyfriend makes fun of me because i say like oh my gosh that's my favorite i love this they're my favorite he's like everybody's your favorite i love like, that my favorite song i love this song this is my favorite song oh my god listen to this it's like uh everything's your favorite but i like early on i loved listening to my mom oh, beautiful. she i would listen to her she would sing us she sang all the time and her sisters they grew up singing in church so they would sing like harmonies together when they were together and um, I didn't even know what harmonies were yet, but I just remember being like, what? I love this. And I, she would sing us lullabies and I would listen to my mom. And I remember thinking as a little girl, like my mom has the best voice that Aww. exists. And I don't know why they keep putting these fools on the radio. <laughs> 
like my mom needs to be on the radio. Like Aww. her voice is so great. It's better than any of these fools they got over there. <laughs> and um, yeah, the my mom early on is was a huge influence just singing. And I think Selena, she was a huge influence. I lived in West Texas and every girl wanted to be called like Selena. Anything for Selena. Anything for Anything. Selena. <laughs> and I love, I just loved her. I didn't even speak Spanish at the time. And I just watched her and loved her. And all my friends, we moved like not, we weren't from West Texas and we moved there for a little while. And so my new friends were just obsessed with her and she was all over the radio and all, I just loved her. I loved her and I made up lyrics. I sang the music, even though I didn't know what I was singing. <laughs> and um, I loved Aretha Franklin. Oh, wow. Aretha Franklin. Wow. And she just, Etta James. Ooh, yeah. The trio album with Dolly Parton and Emmylou Harris and Linda Ronstadt. Oh my gosh. I learned how to sing harmonies with that. That's where I learned harmony, like what it was and how to like, how to pick it out. It, the concept of harmony came through that um, album. I love that album. And uh, let's see, Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey. Oh yeah. Uh, Martina McBride in the country sphere. Um, let's see, who else? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's such a beautiful variety. And I can see where you get this colorful fusion <laughs> whenever you do that, you know. And it's Spanish and English. Yeah. And and I love that you, you had mentioned something about, hey, I didn't know Spanish then, but you taught Spanish for a while too. So that's yeah. amazing. I did. I taught Spanish for 10 years. Wow. Oh. That's amazing. You know, from not knowing the language to becoming. <laughs> yeah, not knowing. And then you have to go back when you start singing the songs, you have to go back and relearn the lyrics once you know the language. You're like, oh, <laughs> some crazy stuff. Like, cada vez, cada vez se no That's what we used to sing all the time. Like, instead of cada vez, cada vez que lo veo pasar. I don't know what. I still remember it. <laughs> That's okay. I think I did that a lot in mariachi. <laughs> right. I do actually, disclaimer, I do that with any language, even English, and I was born into an English-speaking family. So I still make up lyrics. I don't know lyrics. That's okay. I sing almost any song. I know lyrics to no songs. <laughs> but do you have any advice for future generations? Oh my gosh. <laughs> you can just see her look right now. She's <laughs> all these thoughts, especially with, you know, what's going on. And I think learning what's important to you and what problems you're willing to solve. Um, because, and, and to not avoid pain. I don't know. Like there is no, there, happiness doesn't exist unless it's contrasted against sadness. Um, pain is contrasted against well-being, And, um, you know, love is contrasted against heartbreak. I mean, it, there's not one without the other. And you don't 
make more money and have less problems. You have a different set of problems. And you, if you're willing to solve those problems, if that's a better set of problems for you, then, and they're in line with your value system, then that's the set of problems that you want to work towards that you're solving on a daily basis. You know, like it just depends on what is, I don't know. It seems just like fame, like fame or kids are always the newer generation is like kind of, I think everybody when they're young looks at fame as if that's a really cool thing, but there's a different set of problems that go with that. And it comes with its, it comes with its advantages, advantages and disadvantages is um, having a family comes with its advantages, advantages and disadvantages and not having a family comes with its advantages and disadvantages and going to college comes with its advantages and disadvantages and getting a trade degree comes with advantages and disadvantages. Like there's no way that doesn't have the hurt and the pain and the trials and the tribulations. So it, if you're following on your, like if you're true to yourself and you're introspective, then you're going to be all right. It's, it's not, but if you're looking for things that are fame, money, pleasure, um, you know, if, if you think that's going to solve your problems, well, it's not because you can't have pleasure without pain. It just, I don't know. I think people say like, I want to be happy. And I think, I mean, that's, I also say that like, I just want to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> But it's the understanding that that's not how, yeah, I'm going to be happy. How do, what, what is my, how do I day to day deal with the ups and downs of day to day life and the happiness and then the, you know, the expectations and then somebody not meeting your expectations and, you know, getting angry. Just, I don't know. My advice would just be choose your you know, really introspectively choose your values and how you want to measure them and then understand that there's pain and pleasure and, you know, love and heartbreak and it all comes together. There's no way out. You can't escape. (laughs) No matter what, you're in this. We all are. We're all in it together. We're all in it together. Sometimes it sucks. It's such a beautiful, like, you know, advice, you know, like multi-generational advice. It really is. You need a balance, yeah. a balance of things. Balance, yeah, balance is good. Like um, the Chinese, the um, king and young. Right? Like always the dark and the light and there's a balance in between it. And that sim- symbiotic relationship is, I don't think we just arrive one day like, yep, figured it out. Balance. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like a constant journey of finding that symbiotic relationship. And yeah. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Yay. Ali, so if anyone would like to follow you, where can we find you? What social media platforms are you on? I am on YouTube, Allison Brazil Music. There is a famous soccer star named um, something Brazil. Maybe, no, his last name's Allison and he's a soccer star for Brazil. So Ooh. he comes up pretty regularly. 
<laughs> also Brazil music though. You're good. Uh, me and him share a lot. We share it. We just have a lot in common, you know. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, so YouTube, Facebook, Allison Brazil Music. I have a page there. And um, we, my sister jokes like people don't, a lot of people don't want to follow my page, but they all want to just be friends with me. So basically my, you can also friend me if that's really where you want to go, but I'm just Aww. gonna, it's like my page as well. <laughs> Mostly people just want to be my friend. Okay, that's fine. Um, Instagram, Allison Brazil Music, and I'm also on Spotify, Allison Brazil, and I have a website. Um, you can just search Allison Brazil um, and it, it should come up. And let's see, what am I leaving out? I think that's uh do you have a twitter account or i do uh allison brazil one all right you are number one to us mm -hmm. allison oh thank you <laughs> oh, <laughs> we will be putting all these links up on our social media platform too so you can follow allison brazil music yes and we can promote all the great things that you're doing Allie. yeah thank you so thank you once again for joining us Thank you. I appreciate it so much. I love what you're doing. And um, yeah, let me know how I can I can support y'all as well. I'm, I'm excited about this new endeavor. Thanks, Allie. We appreciate it. <laughs> so we will see you soon. Uh, so how would we say that, Allison, in Spanish? Nos vemos pronto. <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Hasta luego. Hasta luego. Yes. Ciao. We are the Traveling Comadres. We would love to know your story. And for you to know other stories, ¡Acompáñanos! Hometown hero, whenever you hold me and tell me we'll be alright It's been years since we stood here and you asked me to dance It'll work then, so let's take a chance This love, this love, knows where we've been This love, this love Somehow we never lost touch Must have known through life's ups and downs We'd still need us Now my house and 